Welcome in to the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. Your host, Amon Green. Oh, what's up, Austin? Hey, How you G, doing? How you been? I'm been good, man. Man, been good. Just got off the road from uh, Lincoln. Saw a few familiar faces. Saw, saw Coach Brown. Uh, saw Mr. Johnny Rogers. Uh, Tony Velen got an award. He's getting awarded tonight in the Omaha Sports Commissions Association or something like that <laughs> it was a fun of it because i saw a lot of familiar faces i saw one of my old uh gym teachers mr curly alexander who obviously is uh i say in the omaha area in terms of wrestling and i think his uh nephew houston alexander uh is obviously as we know is an mma fighter saw him too houston was there as well and so mr alexander i always joke with him because uh, he like i said he was he was my gym teacher in, in uh my freshman year at uh, Omaha North. And <laughs> I always tell the story how he gave me a B in gym class. He gave Amon Green a B in gym class. <laughs> I always I always give him a hard time about it. It's just funny. You know, there's something to laugh about. And why is because I didn't wrestle. He wanted me to wrestle. And I, I and actually, I was thinking about wrestling. And mm-hmm. this is the part I didn't get you to tell him. Uh, I told him once, I, mean, I don't know if you remember, but I was considering going to wrestle because I had heard when I, I had just moved back from Los Angeles. My freshman year was 1991. We moved back that that early summer. So we moved back in like May around this time. To We stayed with my sister for a little bit. And then my mom got a job, got on her feet. We got our place in uh, off of 16th and Grace down in North Pole. And But no, I was really considering it because I, I got to North. And I heard that the wrestling team was really good. You know, Clinton Childs was there. He was a senior. He had won a championship at all. He was a wrestler? Yeah, he was a wrestler. He wrestled four years of high school, was a a champion at every weight class he wrestled at and every freshman from his freshman year to his senior year before he went to Nebraska. And so I was like, I was considering it. I knew I was going to play football, but I ended up playing for the Boys Club Bears, the North Omaha Boys Club Bears. And then uh, school starts, and I hear about the wrestling team. I'm like, they're really good. You know, Curly Alexander, his son, was really good. He was, I think, 132 weight class, was an all-state as a as an eighth grader. You know, he wrestled for AAU, stuff like that, or for his dad's um, uh, wrestling club. And so I was, think- I was truly thinking about it until when uh, – because he knew my dad. Mr. Alexander knew my dad. And so – he said, uh, oh, yeah, talk to your dad, you know, and you're going you gonna to wrestle. I'm going to make you wrestle. Or he said something <laughs> like that. And I was like, you're not going to make me do anything <laughs> that I don't want to do. Because then I know, you know, I was joking with him. You know, it's ha-ha, I'm more joking. And then, and I look up, I remember the end of the year come, end of semester come, and I got a B. I'm like, hold up. Mr. Alexander, I went up to him when we got a report card. I'm like, why I get a B in your class? And he's like, remember how you were joking around that you didn't want to come wrestle? I was like, I was going to, but you going to make me do something 
I said, I only did that because that's just the way I, I am. <laughs> when people go left, I go right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just cracking. So we we laugh about it. Every time I see him, we have a good laugh. So it was good seeing him and so, TV. Yeah, so it was good. So what you're saying is if he would have convinced you instead of telling you, if Amon he would have said, I got wrestler? options. Ah. Yes. If he said, Amon, you got options. You know, you could. Mm. this is wrestling. It's a, It's an endurance thing. You got to be core strong. He just would have like told Footwork me about thing. it. You got hard work. I would have been like, that sounds like something I do already. I play football. I've been playing football since <laughs> I was five. So I brought, I would have bought into it because I know now it would have made me. I mean, I was already pretty good, but I think having a wrestling background, ooh, mm, I might be what <laughs> fighting Houston right now. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> you know, you know I mean? like after I was done with football, I'd do like Herschel Walker, be a wrestler, not the politician side of it, just the wrestling side of it. I mean, why not both? <laughs> nah, nah, politics, nah. I always, it was one you know thing, people I would vote a, for you, though, right? I did an intern. Yes, I did an internship <laughs> at First National Bank the summer going into my freshman year. And I remember one of the managers that I worked for. So they every week I was in a new department. And I worked at the First National Bank in downtown the big one mm-hmm. in downtown mall and so every de- every week i was in a new department and i remember one week i was working in the actual bank area where it's like the tellers the bank tellers are you know not all these atms that we have now or cash app <laughs> you know it's actually people mm-hmm. <laughs> at the bank that you had to socialize with to get money out um and i remember the manager she says to me you know you gotta uh what was it we were going we got to have shop talk. It was like, you got to learn how to shop talk. Um, dang it. Ah, I forgot where I was going with it. Where was I going with Austin? Where was I taking this thing? Okay. You're interning, you're interning at FNBO. Yep. What you're was in- before that? What did I say before that? And. Is that the actually socializing with people part? You got to learn how to talk to them. Kind of glad hand a little bit. Ah, I forgot where I was going with that story. Dang. That was a good story. <laughs> Tell us about the internship. What were you doing at FNBO? Yeah, uh, it was a it was a summer internship there. I had gained it, signed up for it um, from Omaha Central, which was right down the street. I had Mr. John Fleming as one of my managers one week. He was in facilities. He was the runner. He ran facilities, which was like the janitors and cleaning up the place, new construction. Um, Calvin Calbert, he was one of my uh, managers the next week. He was in construction. He was actually in construction, and he did like the – the build out the blueprints of the new bank branches that was going on around Nebraska. And so it was cool working there, but I'll say this. I couldn't find that one story. It just, it slipped out of my head. It was in my head and it was gone. But the (laughs) one, what I do know, what I found out that year being 17 year old, Amon about to go and be a freshman at the university of Nebraska. I knew then I found out because one of the weeks I was working as like working on the computer every day, which I love. Because I'm a computer guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. But what I realized there, I was like, I am not a desk job person. Mm-hmm. I need to be up and moving around. I I realized that at 17. I was like, <laughs> I can't have a desk job. I say I can't do it. It's driving me crazy. I said, unless obviously I'll get my work done, which I was fast at. But then I'll be like, what time are we out of here? <laughs> I'm like, we got eight hours to go, seven hours to go. Oh man, oh. I'm done with work already. I'm like, oh, 
Well, I'm pretty sure if I wasn't full time, I'd be getting a lot more stuff. But, <laughs> but still, I was like, I can't work a dirt a desk job. I got to be a coach. I got to be running in mm-hmm. open spaces. You know, playing in the virtual world. If you have to go right. there, I got to do that. That's incredible self-awareness at 17. It's funny that you mentioned FNBO because we just got done talking with uh, people from Junior Achievement. They're coming in. We're talking with them for a big event. So they're setting the stage for you this week. But for the rest of the summer, it'll be you and then the the First National Bank people talking about Junior Achievement. So we might have to get a little crossover action going in there. We we might have to because I I was technically an employee. I was an intern, (laughs) and I got some – I, I got some, I say, professional tools out of there. Heck yeah! But, uh, but I remember, yeah, that I and, and that was just fun memories. I remember sitting in John, Mr. John Lenning's office, and I look at he's I sit in this chair. He's like, you know, let's let's have a talk. I'm gonna take a break. You know, I'm like, all right. Um, and he's like, we just he's just like, give me a second. I'm got to go grab something outside. I'll be right back. So I'm sitting in his room, his office. I'm like looking around, and he has pictures on the wall to my right and they all are burgess south you know burgess yeah motorcycle if you're a true if you're a real chopper rider Mm -hmm. harley rider i learned then that if you're a true rider you go to burgess or you ride your chopper around the united states on the open highway because he gave me that that's what he said the open highway you just let your hair (laughs) the wind hits your hair i'm like really because i'm looking at him he's like all gray but i'm like hey i guess old people do this too i was like all right cool i was like i like this dude this dude cool he's teaching me some stuff he said yeah i get on the road i drove all the way up to canada one year and boom 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 he said but this place is in south dakota that's where we go hang out with our friends that ride all over sturgis the, the world yeah sturgis i'm like oh really you know, are they all? I was like being a kid, you know, being 17. I'm like, are they all old like you? Or, <laughs> and he's like, and he started laughing. He said, Yeah, you were, yeah, they are. <laughs> I was like, I was just an honest question. I was just like, Oh, I was like, Okay. I said, Y'all go get it. Y'all go have fun. He's like, Yeah, we be having fun and hanging out, having a good time. I'm like, Okay. All right. I, said, I thought that was pretty cool. I never saw it, never heard about it. I've seen motorcycles, you know, in movies or commercials or on the street. But never met nobody until then that actually rode them for fun and recreation. This was getting cultured. I was like, oh, okay. Like we go when we do a ride, it's a 20 hour ride. I'm like, oh wow. I'm like, y'all just don't go around to from Omaha to Lincoln. (laughs) He's he's like, no, we go from Nebraska to Washington State. We go to the West Coast or we go to the East Coast. Oh, we go to Toronto. I'm like, oh man, y'all hitting the y'all. Yeah, you right. You hitting the open highway, man. <laughs> Have you been oh, on a motorcycle? Like, yes. Did you um, like? But it? not real. I liked it. Liked it. It was fun, but it wasn't real long. Not not twenty hours. Not even South Dakota. Not even a wait at the drive through. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just learning how to ride, and so I was just learning through first gear, second gear. So it was more like it was like an hour. It was like an hour training session. I started on a, a hundred cc off road bike, or not a hundred cc, like fifty cc. It was little. I don't forgot the ccs. Like how? What's what's the? Okay, like, so it's funny you mention that because the only reason I know anything about ccs ag is Mario Kart. Fifty is the lowest. Yes. Hundred then hundred fifty. At two, yeah, two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah. That thing, you flying off the map. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no. I'm flying off the map at 200 cc's. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta put the ride assist on so I stay on the road. 
<laughs> There's no kidding. Uh, Mario Kart on the Wii is one of the greatest inventions in video games. To actually have yeah. the little controller, be able to move it. Like, you're yeah, a gamer. Genius. I'm sure you still do the lean, you know, to try to go the, the direction, oh, get your character okay. to go. I, I, I try to stop myself from doing that because I'm like, Amon, <laughs> I know better. This is not working because I lean with the controller. But it that feels right. Real. It feels right. It feels right. But it doesn't work. I tell my wife that all the time when she's doing I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> See, I'm turning. I'm like, just because you turn, it don't mean that car going to turn like that. You got a, this little analog stick right there, that thing. You got to move it to the left or the right. <laughs> Let's bump the dead zone down a little bit if we want to make it a yes. little more sensitive. But we're not, you're you not turning your body. You can't do that on body. Mario Kart, though. You can't no. do that on Mario Kart, though. You can do that on shooters, but you can't mm -hmm. do it on Mario Kart. At right. least I don't think. I, you know what? You gonna give me something to do tonight? Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna go on Mario Kart see if I could do the dead zone adjustment. Given, Never even thought about that. Given when Mario Kart came out, I would be shocked if they were worried about dead zone at that point. But if right. they come out with a new one, or maybe if there's been a more recent version, I would hope so to make it a little more more sensitive and receptive. Yeah, yeah, I think it, you know because some of them builds that you got to do. You know, you got to put your cart together before you pick your character. Or you pick your carry first, then put your car together. So mm -hmm. the tires, the the little parachute or whatever, and the car itself, you just got to find that one that works mm -hmm. on all tracks because there's a lot of drifting, as we know. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of bumping and rock, you know, trying to get around the corners, get around the uh, other racers. And then it's the items that we got to avoid. Mm -hmm. You know, you got the red shell, you got the green shell. Red shell and the blue shell are the worst because <sighs> the blue shell <sighs> With the spikes blow you up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it went fourth and fifth place past you. Right. And it's like, oh, I was right there. I was in first place and now I'm in ninth. That happened to me so many times trying to get uh. to 150 cc. Mm. Those the AI, they know what's going on. They get real. <laughs> well, the game cheats for them, right? The AI is part of the game. They know yeah, that, the, that yeah, you're not they, one of them. Yeah, they were they yeah, they run in the game. The AI yeah. is in the game. So yeah. it's like they helping the other AI brethren in the game. <laughs> win when i'm like that's not fair you just threw the blue shell at perfect timing right at the finish line like really you just nah. did that nah computer how many we got ai go ahead yeah i would say how many times did you fall off rainbow road your first time because for me it was about every like 150 meters it, it took it didn't take me it took me just till this year to not fall off at all wow nice so Mario Kart, that one has been out. Mario 8, Kart 8 has been out since like 2018, mm -hmm. something like that. So it's been that long before that. And then <laughs> my, the, the one before that Mario, what's that Mario Kart uh, 7, which I, I always fell off Rainbow Road. At. It's because it's just, a, I thought I was breaking. I didn't know my pedal was to the metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, I'm just going to fall off. And that, that little guy, the ghost with the cloud, he comes, mm -hmm. grabs you, and puts you back on the track. I'm like. I'm tired of seeing him right now. His little fishing pole, and he looks so smarmy yeah. about it. Like, ha, you yeah, fell yeah. off again, loser. He fell. Go. We got to fix you. We got to get you back in the race. Oh, and that's goodness. the guy that doesn't even race himself. He's just sitting there. Like, no, come on, bro. Like, let's see you do better. He's like a, he's like those guys on professional tennis that go get the balls and run across. You know, that's what he does. He's just there for <laughs> right. maintenance. Right, right. <laughs> Mario Kart to me is the OG, just perfect racing game. Do you have any others you like? Um, I'll do uh, like actual simulation, mm. like uh, Forza. 
I'll do that one because that's true to life. And then I just found out one called uh oh I haven't played it yet, but it's on PC. It's called Wreckfest, where it's oh basically like demolition. It's like demolition derby, Ooh. and you you can have, you could pick any vehicle that's on four wheels. So they one time we I played it on PC, and we were in school buses, wrecking and rhyming into each other and racing each other around the track. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. You know, playing in a, a demolition derby with school buses. So that was that was epic right there. Nice. I never got into Forza. What What do you like about it? What makes Forza Forza? Just, I say it's it's realistic where it's not too realistic because you could still like race around and don't have to be a pro. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know how you don't know how you don't have to have to know how to um, hit the brakes at the right time. You can learn as you go a little fast, and then as you get a couple rounds. And sometimes, if you put it on easy or beginner, it puts a little the line so you can follow so because you know you got to kind of like come away from the turn before you go into the turn stuff like that so kind of tutors you up Hmm. before you get really good at it i like games that do that one of the the funniest video game experiences i had was a buddy of mine who hadn't played a lot uh gets his first experience on console and we fire up i don't remember which gta it was I want to say four, maybe five. Ooh. And so he three walked... was Vice City. Four was San Andreas or San something. Yes, it was four. Maybe. It was four. Whichever yeah. one San Andreas was, it was that one. San Andreas. Yep, yeah, it was four. So we're sitting there, we're playing it a little bit. And all of a sudden, this guy says, where's the racing? It's an auto game. Yeah, I thought I thought you were going to be like on a track, like racing around. Like, no, that's that's not that's not GTA. Sorry, man. Yeah, no, they have the races in there. Mm-hmm. You know, by it getting online, going online GTA, which is a crazy experience. <laughs> I got. Are you talking about funny story online? Oh my god, this is probably one of my best. So when GTA five came out, when it went live online mm-hmm. and technically it was already live because it was, it just didn't have multiplayer. Like it, like they made the announcement, me and my boy, Ben up in Wisconsin, we both got GTA five. It went, it went live. So I'm excited. I'm like, man, we could go online in this game. We could do the story mode, finish the game. Then we could go rob banks. You know, we could do heist. You know, rob the the bank truck full of money, you know, like in mm-hmm. Oceans 11, 12, and 13. You Great know, like fast, Like Fast and the Furious, you know, mm-hmm. then they had the safe running around Sao, Sao Paulo in, in Brazil, <laughs> breaking stuff. We could do that in this game now, Ben. He's like, let's go. So we all gung-ho. We got a game plan together. All right, we're going to start small. We're going to start robbing a liquor store first. In the game, just so so people know, just chiming in. We're talking about Grand Theft Auto Five, my funniest video game experience with a friend, virtual. Okay, so not real. Mm-hmm. So we said we're gonna. I was like, let's do this. Let's start small. Let's go liquor store. He said, all right, you know, this should be easy. This should no more, no problem. So we got the game plan. I said, all right, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna stick the clerk up. You stand outside the door. Watch my back. Just watch the outside. Just you know, if anybody comes in or rolling, you could give me a heads up that somebody's coming, you know, or the cops are coming, whatever. So I get in there in the game. My character walks to the to the register. I stick the uh, the guy at the register up. Say, hey, give me your money. Give me your money. 
and the thing you know starts giving money and then my boy ben outside says ah oh my god he's getting <laughs> blew up he said rpg rpg oh, no. oh, no. somebody hit him with a rocket launcher <laughs> i was like what <laughs> and i'm like oh, no. you okay he said no i'm dead <laughs> I said, oh, God. So when I look back, I look back at Ben to see what I see. Then I turn around, and the clerk has a shotgun, shoots me. Oh, no. <laughs> my, my character dies. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Ben. So we responded. We're talking through the headset. It'd be like, all right, we got a, adjustments, audibles. We got a game. We got a, that didn't work. <laughs> Abort mission. That did not work. Well, let's try this again. Scammer so gets we, scammed. You thought you were setting oh them up, and God. then all of a sudden, turn around plan. for a second. <laughs> we had a game plan, solid. We was like, "This is this is it. We gonna get a. We gonna start small." You know, the bank robbers they gotta start small mm -hmm. in the video game, and we thought we had it down. No, no, that <laughs> online gameplay came into effect. So it was, it was. I was like, "What did you see?" Like once we got respawning and all that, and I'm like, "What happened?" He said, "Bro." As soon as you went in, I saw these two cars roll up and they stopped. They passed us and then they reversed and the guy go out with a rocket launcher. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, oh. like, oh my god. And they didn't even come in and rob the store. They just hit us with the rocket launcher. They just hit me with the rocket launcher and left me for dead. I'm like, oh man. GTA and COD are not the same letters. No. No. <laughs> But they had, hey, but you know, in Grand Theft Auto, you could get all crazy weapons. You could go to the military base and steal off the military base in the game. It's crazy. You got helicopters, you got F 16s, you got rocket launchers, heat seeking missiles. Cause I, I stole a plane one, one game when I was playing Ooh. that thing. I went onto the military. It took me a minute because I had to, of course, I got to fight through the army. And of course, the <laughs> army's going to keep me from going to the, f-16s you know they at least pro they did do that uh right was it uh, rockstar mm -hmm. they they wrote that into the development well, if you're gonna go into an army base you can't just walk on if you're not a soldier <laughs> which i wasn't in soldier apparel so yeah they start shooting at me <laughs> to get the f-16 oh, like, come on guys chill right i'm like man i'm just gonna fly this f-15 around san andreas come on man I'm on, i'll bring it I'm back okay when i'm done yeah i'll give you the key back yeah i'm gonna bring it back yeah i'm gonna bring it back bro like you don't have to try to shoot me but i got up in the air flew that thing around the city for a little bit and then landed like i said brought it back they were still mad though they didn't like that in the game <laughs> that's incredible oh, man. That's incredible. Yeah. Let's take a pause here. Uh, we'll come back with segment two of the Amon Green Show. A lot, of, lot to get to. OTA started for some teams today, Amon. Yep. What your perspective on that? And you mentioned audibles. I want to talk about uh, audibles mm. in college and the pros. Uh, your quarterbacks, their styles of doing it, if coaches liked it or not. That's what we'll get into uh, as we continue here at the Amon Green Show. This is the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right, back here on the Amon Green Show, 93.7 The Ticket. Amon, I do have to ask, how's that salsa? Yep. Oh, it was good. Yep. Yeah, I put, I had to do a little different because I didn't have all the ingredients, so I had to improvise. Mm. I didn't have uh, dice enough. I had tomatoes. Then I needed diced tomatoes that came in a can to add a little bit more consistency. Mm. So instead of that, I was like, I made spaghetti not too long ago and I had tomato paste. So I let me throw a little bit of tomato paste in there just to see what happens. Mm -hmm. And it's just a little bit more thicker, you know, wasn't as liquidy as some sauces, but it's still, it was good because I put a jalapeno in there, mm. fresh one. I like it spicy. 
Yes, I'm sir. Spicy guy. Spiky, spicy salsa, spicy guacamole guy. So there we go. So we have some questions. I know you guys something. That's awesome. Well, yes, that leads me yeah. into to audibles. You called the audible with your salsa. <laughs> yeah. Looking back in, let's start at Nebraska in college. Yep. How often were you guys audibling? Or did you just say, hey, Coach Osborne's been doing this for a while. He's really good at what he does. Let's trust him and run the play he called. Uh, well, that wouldn't been me. That was Tommy right. or Scott. <laughs> right. Uh, no, we audible from time to time. Yeah, that that was a thing. Obviously, we had to, we actually, you know, practiced them, uh, go over them in, in film review on what the audible was. If uh, defense showed something different, if it was going to be a blitz or man to man or a zone or something, you know, something that we felt that, you know, the quarterback knows, okay, we can't run that play because it's going this way or going to this guy over here. So let's change it up. So that was something that was bestowed on the quarterback. That wasn't, wasn't me. Um, but <laughs> uh, I say we helped out, obviously, we, you know, pick up the blitz, stuff like that. When I got to the NFL though, I say it became a point of my, especially in green Bay with my good old friend, Mr. Uh, Brett Favre, that from time to time, I had to make the correction on the run because he would make the wrong audible <laughs> oh, call <no. laughs> or adjustment, you know, and thank God I'm who I am in terms of study, 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 you know, student of the game of football at that level. I knew, okay, that's a bad call, but he don't need to know that I'll fix it on the run type mm-hmm. thing. You know, how most of our, you know, like my wife does, but, oh, he messed up. I'm, I got it. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. You know. <laughs> I got it, you know. So I was doing that for for Brad and um, some of you know some of my teammates when I'm on the field. So it was, uh, you know. But that's how you you know you support your teammate. Do you you know you do your thing? There's that story <laughs> that came out a few years ago about Brett Favre not knowing what a nickel defense was. That to me fits right along with that. Oh uh, yeah, but I think he did. He just I think he was hamming it his, up. His his enthusiasm of his arm strength would overtake him. Because he would say to me all that, like he said to me one time for 100% that I was like, hey, Brett, that was triple coverage. I saw that. I could get an inner in my, <laughs> my arm is this strong. And I'm like, I don't doubt you on that. But regardless, it's triple coverage. I could do it. I could get it in there. I'm like, I can't talk him out of it. All right. <laughs> how how can compare or contrast that with Aaron for the couple of years you were there with him? Yeah, he. I didn't really get to that level where we could have a conversation like that, but I knew he would be a lot smarter with the ball. Ah, <laughs> because what I saw early in '05 and '06 when Aaron was the backup and in practice or preseason or if it was a regular season game where he was able to get in time in the game, it was something that Coach McCarthy said because that's when Coach McCarthy came in his second year, Aaron's second year. He had a couple phrases he would say to either the whole team in offensive install or offensive meetings. And he obviously repeated it over and over and over to the quarterbacks. He would say, touchdown to check down, live to the next play. Mm. And so touchdown to check down means so touchdown is throw the ball to the touchdown receiver if it's there. If not, check it down to the running back or the tight end or the underneath receiver or live to the next down. That means throw it out of bounds, throw it to where you're, the defender can't catch the ball or take the sack. One of those, you get options. And so that's what that meant. And so he was religiously, like, that's why I remember it, because that's what he said every day. Touchdown to check down, live to the next play. You know, and then they move on. You know, then you'll hit play button. Touchdown, check down, live to the next play. You know, get rid of the ball, 
you know, throw it out of bounds. Don't get don't don't give the DB a chance to catch the ball. So that's where Aaron, you know, being a smart guy, as we know, then took to heart that set those sayings because that helped him out. And you so you saw that because his touchdown to interception ratio is amazing. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's one of the best in the league. I remember, you know, for many years, he would have 40 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, six interceptions, five interceptions, 50 touchdowns. You know, it's just like that's being coachable. You know, you know you're a good player, but also if you can be a coachable good player, mm-hmm. then you could be the phenom. You could be the Hall American or you could be the, uh, per, you know, perennial pro bowler and eventually Hall of Fame type player. You just got to, you know, sometimes can't let your talent, you know, rule the world. You got to shut your mouth and turn up your volume in your ears. So, and listen, and listen to the people that's trying to make you better. Not that you were the OC or the quarterback, like you were saying, but you just mentioned, you know, making the right call for Brett here and there. Well, when you're a running back, you're in the backfield there surveying a defense. What were some of the mm-hmm. defenses or the DCs in the league? They're like, oh, that's creative. Haven't seen that before. That's a good look, DC. Um, Like something I saw? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. yeah. Um, Defenses, even when I first got there, which I was still kind of fresh, wet behind the green. I say green or wet behind the ears, but Tampa Bay, as we know, they revolutionized defenses, mm-hmm. uh, cover two to be exact, because that was now, it's called the Tampa two defense because of a guy by the name of Derek Brooks. Um, so they would try to disguise the safety, John Lynch, into the box. So the box is that 10 yard area from the line of scrimmage. And so I see 47 in the box. I know it's a problem but he's still trying to act like he's not going to blitz or act like he's not doing nothing in the box when he's a perennial pro bowler. And like, what you doing down here? You ain't supposed <laughs> to be here. So he's covering, he's making up ground so he doesn't have to run very far because when the corner, the backside corner is going to blitz me, they call, we call that a corner cat blitz. So, cause the, you know, it's opposite of where they see the strength. So if our strength is to the right, they're going to blitz from the left thinking that I don't see it, but I'm always surveying. I'm looking left and I'm looking right. And I look at eyes. I could look at the fingers. I could look at body posture and all DBs, terrible actors. <laughs> they like this, they in defensive back mode, but they do this. I'm like, he's coming. All right. Let me just act like I don't see him. Cause he's definitely looking at me. <laughs> all right ball snap all right boom go pick them up you know so it was just Tampa defense was that that way the bears once they got uh brian urlacher and lance briggs at the linebacker core along with a good friend and teammate here in lincoln mike brown mm-hmm. got there they had a good defense you know and so yeah they would just try to sky because they they knew dealing with myself dealing with brett dealing with eventually dealing with aaron that you got to get really exotic you you got only rules so many rules in the defense that you got to live by offense is different. You can mess up. You could throw formations out there that try to throw defense off and it's going to work. But in defense, there's rules to a cover one that you cannot break. There's rules to a cover two, cover three, cover four zone that you cannot break. And so you got, if you break that rule, you're going to get torched. You're going, it's going to be a touchdown, you know, run big pass or big play. So you got to stick to the rules where you break those rules from a defensive side if you have phenomenal athletes. Mm. 
then you can spin the rules. If you have a guy like a Sean Taylor, you know, God rest his soul, um, that used to play for the commanders. You have a guy like Ray Lewis. Um, you have a guy like Erlacher. You have, or we have, you have the defense like we had back when I was on campus. Then you could cheat because you got guys that are fast. You got guys that are physical. You got guys that can't, you know, you put one person in front of them and they're going to move them very fast and then sack your quarterback or sack your running back before he gets the handoff. So it's just, that's where you like, you got to be smart on a def- as a defense coordinator. Um, and I was told by many of a defensive coordinator, either right after the game or later in life, I stayed up many a night trying to figure out how we're going to stop you, am I? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, really? Is there a higher I'm compliment like, than that? Yeah, no. It's not, like for me at that time, no, because I'm very humble. You know, I, I would not talk about myself before anybody anybody knows me that way. And to hear Tony Junji tell me that, it's like, you worried about me like that? And I was like, I'm worried about your off your defense. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to get through your defense, and y'all got some good DBs and linebackers. He's like, No, nah, man, you you a problem. We gotta figure out how to slow you down, man. I'm like, Oh, okay, didn't realize that. Appreciate that. So taking that concept cool. of rules on defense, I think that plays into the video game realm too. I think of you know playing defense 100%. in search and destroy in Call of Duty, round based Overwatch, Valorant sort of thing. How mm-hmm. much trust do you put in some of your more experienced players, you know, to make those calls, especially on defense, to say, "Hey, pump the brakes; they got to come to us." Yeah, you gotta you gotta trust them one hundred percent, you know. And in, in practice, that's where you test them mm-hmm. of that trust, because then they will show you by their actions and their reactions of their audibles and how they adjust on the run in a in a Call of Duty search and destroy match, which I was just playing the other night. And I haven't been playing in a long time. Um, and a part I figured out, I mean, I figured it out well, this a long time ago. I say it's a it's a mode. If you play search and destroy out there, search and destroy, you do not respawn. So you don't come back into the game. Once you get shot, you're done. And so I know a long time. So knowing that, that's where I kind of that's the only thing that kind of rattles me because I'm like, dang, I don't I'm not coming back. Because I'm used <laughs> to respawning, get back in the match. I remember where that dude shot me. I'm gonna go back there see if he's there first. Then I'm gonna, you know, search him. But re- but in searching the story, you can't do that. You get hit, you're done. You gotta watch and help your teammates out and talk. You know, say, hey, there's a guy in the corner because they. You might be, you're looking at the same screen your teammate might be watching, but they don't see what you see. So you can help them out while watching their screen. Um, so that's the part that for me, searching the story. I'm like, ah, oh. so I gotta learn how to not let it bother me too much. And it's players, some, some players understand it. Some get like me frustrated, but it is part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so just understanding that part. And they, I know the players I was with the other night was uh, just friends, not none of the esports players here at Lincoln, but I've seen those players play and they do a real good job of communicating and you hold the area. So you don't really run around on the map. Some do, if they're really good, map awareness is high. So they can run around like it's multiplayer, that you're going to respawn and then, you know, just slay or frag out, get, get a lot of kills. Um, but the whole purpose of Search and Enjoy, obviously, if you're one team defending where the bomb's supposed to be planted, you do not let them get to that area. Um, but if you are the team that's trying to plant the bomb, so you got to get to your spot and maybe clear it out. You know, if somebody's in that area, take care of them so they're not there, so they don't shoot your teammate who's trying to plant the bomb. And, you know, this is a military, actual real life military, like training um, mode that they do with soldiers on real military base. So Call of Duty took that from 
from real training work, um, aspect of it and made it into, you know, it's in the video game, which is really good. You know, it's one of the game modes that we compete in that all colleges compete in to where you got to have prime, prime communication, you got prime map awareness, where you're at on the map, where they might go to hold a point or hold an area. So you don't come in that area. Um, and you always, what I say to a lot of players, what I'll say, I'll say this fall is let you see them first, not, not, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. If they see you first, you 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 respond it, or you're not you're waiting to the next round, so you don't want to do that. So it's funny, kind of the the parallels of thinking through you know football, basketball, and video games because defense mm. to me is zone. You lock down a lane, you're here, and then you see yep. someone you know try to cross, you call it out, you pass it off to the next mm-hmm. zone over. Whereas with Back offense, call. how do you get a numbers advantage? How do how does someone yep. win a one on one? to make it, you know, four on three, six on five. Yeah. So then you can, you know, whittle it down a little bit. It's funny just how many little parallels there are like that between those two realms. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, offensively in, in a, in a search, you are the, I think the defenders you're defending the area. Um, well, you're actually defending cause it says defender in the where in the name. <laughs> so offense is attacker. Uh, obvious. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I don't claim to know everything. You know. <laughs> just saying. But I know a lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you're an attacker. So yeah, you want that numbers advantage. You want to be, it's 4v4. You want that 3v3 real quick. You want it 2v2. Then you want none or 1v1. Then you can, you could triangleize, you know, the area. You can know, figure out by going to different rooms, going to different parts of the map. Oh, they're down, you know, it's only one player. So he can only be in this area. And that's what I know the players for our team and the other players I played with. They do a good job of trying basically narrowing down. You basically it's a process of elimination. Okay, he's not in this room. He's not in that. He has to be here. Um, and if you're trying to plant, then you just have that three players. The other person can go plant. But if you eliminate him, that one player that's left, then the game's won. You don't have to plant the bomb. But um, it's something that players, you know, definitely do a good job of. I say the players here, good communication of passing that information around real fast of who's in the area after they might get eliminated to then, you know, pass the word to somebody that's saying, Hey, I was shot over there. You might watch your back over there, you know, in this area to pay attention to that. So we got, what's up, Jaden. We got Jaden in the chat here and attack is offense. Yeah. There yeah, he corrected me. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> yeah. Attack is offense usually works like a cover defense, but like a, like a butt thrown like a net. Yeah cover a wide area want people in certain spots where they can see them par- parts of the map a part, you know whole a whole vision of the map is good but you only can see maybe a lane here you know mid lane top lane bot lane bottom lane mm-hmm. or roof or overwatch if you get high obviously have an overwatch of the area that's what is a, a good a good lookout for your team for sure let's take one more break let's uh, wrap up mm-hmm. the Amon green show when we get back this is the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back for a few more minutes with the Husker Hall of Famer, the Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, the eSports head coach at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, Amon yep. Green. Uh, Amon, Husker baseball is in the Big Ten tournament right now. They're tied 1-1 with Maryland in the top Ooh. of the seventh. But in a weather delay, any good weather stories from your playing days? Oh man, yes I do, and it involves number four again. Um, <laughs> of course it does. We had a stretch 
of preseason final, our finale of preseason game. We had a two-year, three-year stretch that we had with the Tennessee Titans. And preseason in Lambeau, it happened twice in Lambeau of the three. So three games twice had happened, two years in a row back-to-back. It's 2002 season, 2003 season, where we played Tennessee Titans for the final preseason game. And that's the last game where I'm not playing much at all. Nothing, you know. I remember actually one of them where it was 03 season where we kicked the ball off. I'm ready to go out. And it's my fourth preseason game, but usually I found out I only played three. And Coach Sherman comes on my comes next to me and taps me on the shoulder. As the ball is floating through the air, you're not playing. You're good. You're off. You're done. I'm like, okay. All right. Cool. I got the night off. Um, so it's Midwest weather in the summer, humid August. So we got thunderstorm, thunderhead coming in, thundercloud coming, big one to kind of like today. Mm. And then we had to go inside because of lightning. And, you know, for every lightning strike, it's a 30 minute delay. So we're already in there. It's been like three or four strikes. So that's like an hour, over an hour, half, whatever. And when we went in, it was the start of the, the end of the third quarter. It was like two minutes left in the third and then started the fourth. So we go in this hour and a half delay. So now it's last preseason. It's a night game, too. I think we kicked off at seven. And so we're talking about end of the third, early fourth. It's like 10 o'clock now. But then on the delay, we get back. They get back on the field for the players that are still playing. We got on the field like at midnight. Oh, my gosh. And we had to go, you know, go out there and support. They had to go play. Meanwhile, you know, because I'm focusing on like, you know, weather and God, these players got to go back out there. And it's 1 a.m. Mind you, number Mr. Number four, Mr. Mr. Brett Favre, he disappears. Now I'm thinking <laughs> that he just went home, you know, here in Green Bay. He just goes to the house, you know, because mm-hmm. he's done playing for the night. He had those privileges, I, I assume. Um, not as a coach for me though. I'll be like, no, bro, you gotta stay here, support your team. But I found out he actually flew all the way to Kim, Mississippi. <laughs> I'm like, he did what? What? I'm like, he gone, gone. Oh yeah, he gonna go because it's the last day of training camp, so we got like two days off until regular season practice starts. So he went home, home. He went home, <laughs> home, home, home. I'm like. Dang, I wish I could go back to Nebraska right now. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, oh well, I I need to win a couple of Super Bowls or go to a couple of Super Bowls before all that happens. Oh. I was like, all right, I didn't even like ask why that was it. I just like, okay, yeah, no problem. I got you. <laughs> it's Brett Favre. Brett Favre's gonna do what Brett Favre's gonna do. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, so, man. That's it. AG, good stuff as always, my man. Nice to see yeah. you yesterday. A good time out at Cedars for a couple hours. Oh, uh, man, it was awesome, by man. There. That, the whole, they had a whole program that they've been doing for the, the youth of Lincoln, and I say Omaha as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All the ladies there. It was uh, awesome to be a part of that for a little bit and to see that. And we need, you know, obviously we need all that around town, around Omaha, around Lincoln, around every part of uh, Nebraska pretty much because the, young, the youth today sometimes have it rough. And you got to, you know, teach them some of the tools that they could use to uh, help them grow as an adult, basically. So I think that's outstanding what Cedars is doing over there. Absolutely. Glad to be a part of it. Yep. Cedars doing great work. You're doing great work. Keep it up again. Congrats on the end of a semester. I know the work doesn't stop, but uh, no, we'll talk no. to you next yeah. week, my man. 
and talk to you next week. And TMZ, thank you for that comment there, Mine Love the smooth, articulate flow. I appreciate that. One of my training, broadcasting training coaches called me Midwest Smooth. I was like, I take that. He said, you got that smooth voice. I'm like, all right, thanks, coach. <laughs> but no, thank you, TMZ too. Appreciate you. And all right, and appreciate you too, Austin. Man, have a good night. Yes, sir. For the from Mon, I'm Austin. We'll talk next week. This is your high school minute. With your Southeast Community College High School Minute, I'm Harrison Arns. Nebraska High School State Baseball has concluded, and the Lincoln East Spartans are your Class A champion. The Spartans would beat Millard West 3-2, ending the season on a 14-game winning streak. Lincoln East